0: what is going on everybody welcome into Anti up i'm your host howard bender with me of course adam ronis adam man what's going on another day waivers nonsense fantasy football i'm like you know i was looking at the waiver wire today and and yesterday even and i gotta tell you man it looks atrocious there is nothing out there
1: I agree with you. And I know I've said a couple of times this year, this is the worst week for waivers. I think this could be it. Because I've gone through a couple of leagues already where I'm probably not making any waiver wire claims. And that doesn't happen much to me. And I'm not one of these people who goes, I have to put in a waiver claim this week. I just think there's always parts of the roster that you can churn. But I'm not seeing it this week. And I don't know if it's because there's no teams on by this week. Maybe that's one factor where, oh, I don't have to scramble to get someone in there. But I just think in general, there's just not a lot. We just didn't have any huge injuries. Yes, Joe Burrow was a big injury. But if you were starting him, he hurts more in a super flex league. I had him actually in. I think I'm in I'm in three super flex leagues. I had him in two of them. So I'm one of them is a Scott Fishbowl. I'm kind of done there, even though. They sent out the playoff standings and I'm, I have the last spot right now by points, but I'm going to have to start Stafford this week and PJ Walker if he goes. I mean, Bridgewater could be back. So I might only have, be able to start one quarterback because I am not picking up Finley. He had minus nine last week in, in the Scott Fishbowl format and he threw 10 passes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, that's, that's not one. Um, yeah. It hurts in a, in a, in a super flex league. There's just, <laughs> there's not. Yeah, I mean, that's the funny thing is that there's just, there's no quarterbacks available. I, you know, my super flex. Well, it flex depends. There,
1: it depends. There's some good streamers this week. Now In a like one Derek QB Carr. league, yes. Derek, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Super flex league, forget it, because Taysom Hill was already picked up, and P.J. Walker might be out there, because that was last minute. I was able to get him in the fishbowl. Once I saw that news, I grabbed him, thinking, all right, well, if. And the thing was, see, in back of my head, I was like, I don't need him. I'm going to roll with Burrow Stafford the rest of the way. I'm like, still, this is a super flex league. And what if Bridgewater does sit out week 12? And I grabbed him. Thank goodness. It might not pay off, though, because Bridgewater could be back this week. It sounded like he was kind of close. They did say he's going to practice this week. So maybe Bridgewater goes and then they have a buy in week 13. But I felt that it was worth at least grabbing him. But it might not pan out. Daniel Jones could be out there. He's got the Bengals this week yeah, I don't I, and I, wrote, I don't
0: mind Alex Smith against Dallas actually on Thursday,
1: and Dalton could be out there. I picked him up in a couple leagues last week. I know he got hurt against Washington last time, but Zach Martin being back certainly helps. I mean, yeah, there there's some decent options at quarterback this week if you're hurting. Um again, it depends on the availability of what of your league. Um, I know I picked up Carr in a in a league or two last week. I'll continue to roll with him this week because they're at Atlanta. So there could be some quarterbacks, but I know when we talk running backs, oh man, there's just, there's just not much, <laughs> especially if you're in a deeper format. And, you know, again, we appeal to a wide range of audience, but we know a lot of our hardcore fans are in very deep formats.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, we'll, we'll jump to the running backs in, in a second. One, one more QB uh, who I, I definitely, I have to mention uh, at least is that if you're playing in ESPN, I guarantee you that there are a number of people who are going to hate drop uh, Taysom Hill right now. You know, now that the, the tight end eligibility has been lifted, um, a lot of people who own him are gonna end up dropping him because they're not gonna you know, he's probably not he's not, probably not gonna start over whoever they have at, at QB. I mean, I've got a, a league uh where I had Taysom Hill that I'm gonna end up dropping him uh through waivers tonight because you know, I mean I've got Justin Herbert. What, am I gonna start Taysom Hill over Justin Herbert at all? No, of course not. So you know, to free up a roster spot, you know, Hill is a guy who, you know, I don't mind dropping. So even if you don't get your guy or there's nobody, you know, out there available for you in your league, uh, keep an eye on who gets dropped this week, Uh, especially with three games on Thursday. People are going to be super antsy to make sure that they've got everything because that that Ravens-Steelers game, that's kind of in trouble a little bit too. So there are people out there who, you know, might lose Steelers or Ravens this week. Um, or at least, you know, the the possibility of it where they can't stash any of these guys on their roster. So they're gonna need to possibly make a move just to protect themselves uh for the, you know, for the week.
1: Well, if you're dropping Taysom Hill, I'm assuming you have a good quarterback.
0: That's what I said. I have Justin Herbert.
1: Okay, and who no other backup? You're gonna just keep one? Yeah, you I'm can just I mean, keep one. Okay, no, I, I think at this point of the season you can, especially if you have an elite one. Um I know some people want to be cautious with COVID and keep a second one. I know we've gotten through it relatively unscathed so far, but the numbers are picking up across the country. And look, I just hope we get through 16 weeks without any major postponements because you don't want to see the fantasy playoffs have a game postponed and move to a week 18. It's just going to suck. And so I don't even want to talk about it right now. So right, well,
0: then, then we won't talk about it. I will say this before we get to the running back position, um, I, you know, because I, I have, we talked about this. It was a pretty heated, uh, discussion yesterday, um, about the Taysom Hill eligibility coming off, uh, on ESPN. So I actually reached out to Mike Clay and, and Matthew Berry, uh, not because they have anything to do with the decision making process, but, you know, as somebody who is, you know, whatever the, the, the voice of fantasy alarm, because I host the radio show. A lot of people come to me for tech stuff that, you know, on the site and Hey, what's, you know, why is his, you know, why, why is, you know, this not working or what is, you know, why, why is this feature changed? And, you know, Hey, I got a suggestion for you guys. You know, I get all of that stuff and it's like, you know, I have nothing to do with the tech side of things. Um, and so I just kind of went to to both Barry and uh, and Mike Clay, and I was like, "Listen, I said Twitter's going bonkers again right now. Reddit is going bonkers right now. There are people out there who are adamantly saying they are going to leave Taysom Hill in their lineup because of the way you guys have that message worded. So if they're going to get a zero because you've taken away the eligibility, and somebody at ESPN." Uh, messes around with the data feed, or you know, changes the API. However, it is uh, that you guys get your data in there and then translate that to scores. If they're going to get a zero, one of you guys should say something. Like you know, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna listen to some random dude who says I work for ESPN as a tech guy, and you know this is what's going on with it. They listen to Matthew Berry. They listen to Mike Clay. And so I actually, so I reached out to them about it and then we kind of went back and forth and they were all a little, they're a little upset with me for my, uh, my, my, you know, discussion with Jim Bowden on the air and the article that I had written, uh, about his, his eligibility and stuff like that. And we just kind of went back and forth, but then Mike Clay actually showed me, um, the, the, the player capsule for Taysom Hill that went out, uh, you know, when they did all their preseason stuff and uh, And then a tweet that he sent out on april the twenty ninth saying exactly that that we reserve the right to take away his tight end eligibility in season if it turns out that he is basically, you know, a quarterback in the in the in the in the realm of, you know, him being the starter. I guess that's what it was. You know, when Breeze went down last year. And they went to to Teddy Bridgewater. We assumed that it was going to be Jameis Winston, but with this kind of curveball, so ESPN actually did warn us that it was going to happen. And you know, listen, I'm a stand up guy. I, I have no problem uh, apologizing for for bad mouthing them for not, you know, you know, for making the the rules changes in the middle when they did, uh, you know, come out and tell us up front that that was the case.
1: I see their side to it, but how many people actually saw that capsule and tweet? Exactly. Well, that's,
0: that's what I said to them. I was like, you know, I was like, listen, I went digging, looking for where you guys said this and I couldn't find it at all. Like I'm not going to go through Mike. place. I
1: don't play in ESPN and you do. So did you find it anywhere else? Like, is it anywhere else besides those two places? No, that's so, did you ask why they put him at tight end in the first place?
0: Um, you know, again, that was explained in the article, It was,
1: but I, I, I not coming at them. I, I don't like it. I mean, again, we, we, we won't go too far into this. Cause if you guys want to listen, check out the podcast for Monday. Cause we went in deep. The bottom line is though, no other platform did this. Everyone else had him a quarterback.
0: Right. Well, flea flicker apparently had him at tight end as well.
1: OK, well, fine. One other platform. I mean, <laughs> I don't play on there. I, there's probably some platforms I don't even know about that are smaller on scale. Um, I mean, we didn't even bring up the sleeper app. Uh, he's quarterback on there, but we went through a multitude of them. So. I, I think they made that mistake in the first place is putting him at tight end. That was the biggest mistake in the first place. But I did see where you tweeted the apology that is stand up of you to do that. Um, And, you know, we need more people to do that. We're going to be wrong. Own up to it. I mean, we've talked about this as fantasy analysts. We're going to be wrong. Got to own up to it. People, I think, respect you more. If you only tout all the things you got right and don't admit when you're wrong, I think it kind of looks bad. So we're going to get stuff wrong. We're going to say things in the heat of the moment that we realize after, okay, we shouldn't have said it. Just own up to it. I mean, I don't – I mean, I see it. It was written there in this – again – a lot of people follow like follow Mike Clay on Twitter but this was in April like I don't think people are going to be like wait a second what did Mike Clay tweet in April about Taysom Hill as I'm about to go to the waiver wire and pick up Taysom Hill yeah. right you know what I'm saying so i, I you know i kind of see both sides of it and again hopefully they learn from this that's the i've always said fantasy whether it's strategy drafts waiver wire and rules for commissioners commissioners should be paying attention to this like what do you learn from this going forward so that we avoid this because Either way, whatever is going to be done, you're going to have unhappy people. That's the bottom line. There's no easy solution here. There are going to be people who are upset. And I think you're going to see leagues break up over this. I hope I'm wrong, but I've been through this before. I know this situation. If there's a commissioner that says, nope, we're keeping Taysom Miller tight end, there's going to be people who are like, you know what? I'm not coming back to this league anymore, man. This is ridiculous. ESPN made a decision. Why are you overruling it? Who are you? We talked about your situation yesterday where you're commissioner. Uh-huh. And what have you decided to do since he's on your team? You're just going to say, all right, he's quarterback, right?
0: I, I actually, I put it up for a league vote. I just, I said, right. you guys, you guys tell me what
1: the vote was going to be. You said it yesterday. I, so right. Was yeah. It? I
0: mean, and it was, and everybody was like, oh, better. You suck and this and that. You know I mean? It was just, it was, I mean, they were all, you know, busting my balls on it, but I mean, I, I knew exactly what they were going to say. Like we just learned from all of this.
1: And then we move forward, you know. Right, it's done. I mean, people, it's over. yeah, people are arguing and complaining and calling. No, that, that doesn't do any good. We're adults here, most of us. Most, so of us. Lear- <laughs> yeah, learn from. Well, you know this. I, I see some of the comments replying to you, and if people are, are assholes, man. I mean, I, it's it's amazing because if you don't, if you didn't apologize, not that you needed to, you decided to do it. But if you didn't, people might have got on you. You apologize. People still get on you. Just like anything in social media, you can't win. So do what you think is best. And most logical human beings will be like, all right, that was good by him. But you're always going to get a bunch of people who are behind an avatar or an egg that think they're tough and they just stir up things. it. I know you like to respond because that's the way you are. Sometimes you need to just ignore it, but I know I get sometimes I'm like, all right, start typing. I'm like, no, 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 stop, pull back, stop. But right, but I know you are you, are you
0: referring, are you referring to the dude who said, I'm sure ESPN's sleeping well at night with yeah, that apology?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told him that he was a douche. Yeah. I mean, listen, I again, I, I don't I don't give a crap. Like I'll say listen, I'll say something on Twitter, I'll say it to their faces. I really, it doesn't matter to me at all. Like that's, that's me. That's the way I grew up. Right? I'm I'm a New Yorker, dude. I know how to handle myself, uh, and I'm and I'm perfectly fine doing it. So you know, if somebody wants to be an asshole to me, they can be an asshole to me. If they want, you know, if 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 there are consequences to it, there are consequences to it. I mean, that's just that's just it. So, in any event, you know, yes, social media is a cesspool. Reddit. Twitter, Facebook. It's just, it's all just disgusting. So uh, I'll, I'll push that aside here. Uh, give a shout out here, real quick, to our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site you should be playing on. And here's why. <laughs> Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps, and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports, too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTEUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. Bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the waiver talk here. Why? Because it's so disgusting that we might as well do it and run through it. We talked quarterbacks already. Running backs. This is, this is a horror show, dude. When, when my three favorite guys on the waiver wire are Gus Edwards and James White and uh, and in some leagues, uh, Wayne Gallman. Like, you know something's wrong. Like, that's just, that's atrocious.
1: Oh, no doubt. It's a, a bad week. I mean, Gallman is a guy who i kind of been down on because he's been touchdown reliant, but you know what? He's getting the touches and he has the bangles. So if Gallman is somehow available in your league, I'm actually... Kind of pleased with that one. Um, Gus Edwards, obviously J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram dealing with COVID, not gonna play Thursday night. So Gus Edwards is gonna get a big workload, and people will say, Well, it's against the Steelers. I don't want to play him. Uh, the Ravens ran for 265 yards against the Ravens a few weeks ago. I believe it was November 1st. Uh, and Edwards, 16 carries, 87 yards, and a touchdown. So He's looked bad. He's he's been solid for his career. I mean, the yards per carry down this year, that's because the Ravens offense as a whole has been great. But when you have a running quarterback like Lamar Jackson, it just opens up lanes. Uh, The Ravens actually outplayed the Steelers in that game. They just turned it over four times. Lamar Jackson had two interceptions and two fumbles. They ran, I think, 29 more plays. They outgained him in yardage. So you have to take both sides of that. Well, the Steelers didn't have to sustain drives because they were getting turnovers. I think one of them might've been turned into a touchdown and the Ravens kept getting the ball back. So, but the fact is they were successful, even though their offense has been dreadful three of the last four weeks. But uh, yeah, Gus Edwards, I actually have them in a few leagues and uh, I've just held on and held on goes back to what I've been saying the last week or two buys are we're getting towards the end of the season. Buyers are going away. No teams on by this week, just the Panthers and bucks next week. You want to have running backs in your bench. I almost dropped Gus Edwards last week. I was looking because I needed to make a pickup, and I was like, Gus Edwards or the receiver? I don't remember who it was. It was probably one of those Rashard Higgins types. Always drop the receiver because the running back is one injury away from an elevated role. I would have never thought Gus Edwards this week would be the guy, but Dobbins is out. You could say, well, Ingram Ingram played six snaps last week. I think he was starting to see his role diminish. But that's why you hold on to the running backs, because one injury, one situation in front of them, COVID, boom, they take on a bigger role. All of a sudden now, Gus Edwards in an RB2 conversation, that receiver who I would have kept, I wouldn't have started in this week. So always have the running backs on the bench, especially as you get towards the end of the season and going towards the postseason.
0: Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. You can never have too many running backs um, at all. Any other uh, any other guys you're looking at who uh, who kind of pique your curiosity at all?
1: Oh, boy. Nah, you mentioned White. I don't even want to say Frank Gore, but you're desperate. Oh, come
0: on. Frank Gore gets Miami.
1: Revenge
0: (laughs) game narrative.
1: What is this, the seventh revenge game from this year?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Every week is a revenge week for Frank Gore.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, there really isn't much. You know, maybe Carlos Hyde's out there, but Chris Carson could be back this week. You know, Chris Carson practiced on Tuesday. So, yeah, running back is really bad this week, unless you're – you know, picking up backups like the Devontae Booker. And I know I brought him up last week. I picked him up in a league or two, I guess it was miles Gaskin drop maybe in some leagues, but we don't know when he's coming back. So, no, but yeah, there's no. not much out there.
0: There is not. All right. Let's look ahead then to some wide receiver action. Um, You know, n- not in leagues that you and I are in Adam, but Michael Pittman, Uh, has some low ownership percentages on ESPN and Yahoo. He's got Tennessee and then Houston over the next two weeks. I like him. I like Nelson Aguilar. Uh, He's got Atlanta and the jets over the next two weeks. Um, Russell Gage is an intriguing name as well uh, with Julio Jones hobbled by the hamstring.
1: Yeah. My only concern is the offense is not as good without Julio Jones. So Yeah, he'll get more of an opportunity, but this is not a situation where, oh, he's automatically going to produce. He could bust for you. So, and this is a big week for people. And again, with no teams on by, you should be okay. But maybe you have Kenny Galladay and it doesn't look like he's going to play. Maybe you have Julio Jones and Galladay. Uh, Then you're in trouble. Uh, Good luck. Uh, But yeah, you could pick up Gage in that type of situation. Uh, But I wouldn't say, oh yeah, he's automatic play. But, yeah, Pittman for sure. If he's out there, go get him. I still am frustrated that the Colts spread the ball around. I mean, I don't know how the hell he only had three receptions last week. Like, why aren't you forcing the ball to him? I think we talked about it in our recap. I believe the Colts had 11 players catch at least one pass. What are we doing? Do we need to get the ball to Doyle that badly? Like, Michael Pittman should be featured in this offense more. So you have to hope that they do that going forward. Jalen Rager, if he's out there. Rashad Perryman and Denzel Mims, bro, your Jets. Right? They're those two right there. I have them on my list right
0: here. Perryman, you know, like, I mean, that's it's a funny thing. Did we even talk about the fact that Perryman's got this connection with Joe Flacco?
1: Yes. you did mention it. You, I know you brought it up in our recap. Okay. Uh, that's right. Rookie year um, he, with Baltimore. He was there. And look, Perryman, and I wrote it in a profile for fantasy long before the year. Yeah, it's not worked out because he missed a lot of time. But again, I said it in there. He's a guy that you could have gotten 11th, 12th, 13th round. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't cost you anything. If it works out and he's healthy, you got a nice pick. That's where you're taking shots in those rounds. And injuries were a factor once again. And putting on a Jets uniform certainly didn't help. Um, uh, being honest here, it just seems like there's bad luck on that team, right? Um, uh, but, really but, but the last two weeks, the last two games, cause they had to buy shows you what Perryman can do. This guy's a big play threat. He averaged 20.2 yards per catch against the England last week, 27 yards. I know it was two catches, 54 yards, but Flacco's taking shots to him deep. He has three touchdowns in the last two games, tougher matchup this week against Miami. They're good. Uh, but you know, if you're desperate, Again, you have Julio Jones, and we don't know if he's going to play. And even if he does, I mean, are you really going to feel confident in Julio Jones after watching that last week? I mean, he was in and out of the game. He made the catch late, came to the sideline. They're saying game time decision. Usually we're like, oh, star player is in there. We're playing him. I don't see how you can feel that way about Julio Jones this week.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely it makes me really, really nervous. Really nervous. I was actually I was working on the, the DFS watch list for Fantasy Alarm. Uh, And I was like, oh man, you know, yeah, it's great matchup on paper here, but I'll just pivot to Calvin Ridley, which is pretty much what I think, you know, Matt Ryan will end up doing. I think Ridley and Gage could be the, uh, the, the front and center stars, uh, at least in this matchup against Vegas.
1: Yeah, it's for sure. And they're home too. And we know that Matt Ryan plays better at home, but the absence of Julio does concern me a bit, but like you said, for DFS, you might get lower ownership and maybe it does pay off. Maybe uh,
0: anybody else, uh, Demir Bird, Tim Patrick, any of those guys,
1: Patrick, the most, but again, let's not forget that it took what, like a 50 plus yard play on a Hail Mary at the end of the game to really boost his line, but he's been pretty solid. I would look at him. Uh, I got to think Curtis Samuel's gone by now, right? It's gotta be. It's yeah. Gotta okay. Be. Uh, I'd hope so. Cause all he does is produce every week. So yeah, again, there is, there's not much out there. Yeah.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. All right. Tight ends. Another shit show here. <laughs> Dalton Schultz might be on the waiver wire. He's actually got a couple of decent matchups. Washington and Baltimore are two teams that don't do well against the tight end. Schultz is like, he's in top ten of targets for uh for the position. So I look to him, maybe Jordan Reed. Um I don't know. Trey Burton could still be out on your waiver wire. He's got a nice matchup against Tennessee and Houston the week after. I don't know, man. It's it's ugly.
1: Yeah, if Zach Ertz is out there, someone dropped him. I don't know if he's going to play this week, but maybe him. And the other guy, Jordan Aikens for the Texans. They're going up against Detroit. Randall Cobb certainly is – I don't think they've ruled him out yet, but he's not playing. Um, and we have seen Aikens get some targets this year. So Aikens is a guy you ideally don't want to start, but I have a league where – I lost Kittle, and I think my tight ends are Everett and Irv Smith.
0: Oof.
1: Yeah, uh, I know. There's it's a 20 roster. It's an RT Sports Championship, so 20 roster spots. So Akins is out there. I'll probably put in a bid for him dropping Irv Smith because it's just Akins. More of a passing team. We know Minnesota runs a lot. I love Irv Smith's talent, but you know if he doesn't score a touchdown, you're not getting much. So Akins could be a guy. I'm interested to see what Seattle does with Olsen out. Is it Disley? Is it Hollister? You know, something to keep an eye on, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, again, that's that's one of the things that you definitely have to look at. Look at who everybody's dropping. I mean, you, you'll be surprised. You'll definitely be surprised to see uh, some dudes get dumped that just really, you know, could really pay off.
1: I bet you Gus Edwards was dropped in leagues last week. Again, because I almost did it.
0: Sure. Sure, sure, sure. I believe that. I definitely can't blame
1: people for doing it. I mean, you know, sometimes you have to, you might have a good team and you have to make a tough roster decision. And if you're looking at your roster last week, you're like, well, Gus Edwards is in dealing with Ingram and Dobbins. Eh, It's probably not going to happen. Okay, fine. But again, tiebreaker, keep the running back because as you've seen this week, couldn't have predicted it. Two running backs on the COVID 19 list for Baltimore, but all of a sudden, Gus Edwards becomes more appealing. Doesn't mean he's going to have a great game or break through, but. No, it's, a, it's
0: still a tough have, matchup for him against right, the Steelers.
1: Right, right. Even though he did run on him this year, it doesn't mean he's going to do it again. You know, the Steelers might be more prepared this time and they are home. Uh but he's in the he's got to be in the RB2 conversation because we're probably looking at 15 touches and We've said it. Some of these running backs that we've talked about the last few weeks—they're not that good. But if you're getting 15 touches, you're in the RB2 conversation. No doubt. Right, <laughs> pains me. Oh,
0: Kalen Balaj. God.
1: Oh my goodness, bro. The huh. you talk about like inefficiency at its finest.
0: I just want to. Yeah, I, I just want to kill myself sometimes.
1: You that. didn't pick him up anywhere, did you? Me?
0: No, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't either. I didn't. But I did have to, you know, I included him in the playbook last week only because. He was going to get the touches and people needed a salary saver. You know, once they said that they were going to uh, activate um, Sony Michelle. Oh, there's a name for you. Sonny Michelle got yes, activated off of, off of IR. Um, I said, well, now I, I don't know how much I can trust Damian Harris and his workload. So let me find you a, a better, you know, budget running back to use so that you're not locking into Puke Johnson the entire time. And that dude showed why he. he just he sucks at football. Bellage uh, does too though, bro. Oh, well, I know he does. I know <laughs> okay, he does, but I, I had to, to make give, sure how to give people a, a just a secondary option for a salary saver, especially when I'm telling you that you just got to get Dalvin Cook into your freaking lineups all the time. So you need a budget guy. And uh Bellage was uh was sadly where it settled in on. He was like they they were the uh the guys at that price range. Harris, Bellage and Puke Johnson. Just fucking gross.
1: <laughs> I mean, think about this, all right? Kalen Balaj has 23 touches in each of the last two games, no touchdowns, and has produced 14 and 13 fantasy points. Just volume. I mean, he caught seven passes last week for 27 yards against the Jets. I mean, it's all volume. He averaged 2.8 yards per carry, 3.8 against Miami. He's done nothing. But you're getting 23 touches. You're going to get double-digit points in PPR – somehow he's got 12 receptions over the last two games right
0: this is where it happens man this is where all those dirty disgusting gross plays uh end up happening right it's like who's the who's the who's the league winner uh this year like where is where is that name coming from like imagine can you imagine if like the covid situation gets so bad that gus edwards becomes your guy i mean
1: Holy oh crap. my goodness. I couldn't imagine it. Could you imagine? I mean, do you remember? I forgot what year, a couple years ago. Out of nowhere, Tim Hightower. Yo, remember they brought yeah. him in? That was nuts. It's like, wait a second. What? Yeah, it's
0: crazy sometimes when you get a name that just, just comes from out of nowhere that just saves people's seasons and just crushes fantasy dreams. So I'm with you there. I am definitely with you there. Um, all right. Well, so the waiver wire sucks, people. Bottom line, the waiver wire sucks right now. Um, you know, hit up Adam at Adam Ronas on Twitter. Hit me up at Roto Buzz guy. Uh, you got some waiver questions. We got the answers for you, man. That's uh, that's going to do it for us here today. So big thanks to everybody for tuning in. Sorry we didn't go longer. For those of you who wish that we would talk for 72 hours straight. Maybe one day, maybe one day we'll do that, Adam. Maybe one day we'll do a marathon podcast and we'll just talk incessantly for 24 straight hours.
1: Uh, I think we know that we can do that.
0: All right. So maybe what we should do is we should host a charity event where we just, we go for as long as we can go. And for every hour that we podcast straight through, we build up donations for that.
1: All right. Just make sure that I load up on coffee and uh, get a very comfortable chair. There you
0: go. I'll bust out the Red Bull and uh, we'll be good to go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, good luck to everybody on your waiver wire. Big thanks, as always, to Fantasy Alarm and Sawdust Podcast Network. Big thanks to Shannon Blunt, our uh, illustrious editor and producer who takes good care of us. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Andy Up. We'll catch you next time.